Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined by Matt Basinger of Swell Spark. And right now we are drinking Cafe Amaro tonics. And those are delicious. <laughs> I uh, don't know what that is, but please continue. Yeah, well, it's the drink that you haven't touched right in front of you. <laughs> uh, we've got, we're in the Let It Fly Media studios, as always. And today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank, member FDIC. Emprise understands that nobody loves to bank. They love what banking can help them achieve, like opening up that business that you've always dreamed of running. The good news is the people at Emprise Bank do love banking and finding ways to help you achieve, achieve your, your goals. goals. Yeah, we always harmonize. It just makes us feel like we like each other. Uh, we really don't. Uh, <laughs> today's guest is Toriano Porter, an opinion writer for the editorial board of the Kansas City Star. Toriano? Welcome to the show. Man, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Toriano, that title is not sufficient for all of the things that you do. Um, I know you do some things outside of the star as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, author, speaker, yeah. yes. mentor. Like, yes. Just give us the gamut of the things that you're working on. Man, I've been out here on the grind, man, uh, man just trying to make my move as a, a person in the media. You know, I started off as a professional journalist, believe this or not, in 2001. I was actually fired from my first writing job. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> it was huge mistake on their part. Huge mistake on their part, right? But I was 27, hot shot, thought I was, you know, you know, bigger than what I was, and uh, they showed me. So from that point, I just started grinding. I had a dream. I had a goal. It was to get to the KC Star, but my whole identity has been as a writer. Sure. So, you know, when I was at Warrensburg, I majored in journalism. I attended the University of Central Missouri, which was Central Missouri State back in the day. Yep. But I majored in journalism, and I might have been creative writing. I was a college football player. So there was a couple of goals that I had. I was going to even make it to the league. Or I was going to be a reporter. Sure. And so that's kind of how it happened. And that's kind of how it happened. So, you know, so as you go through this 15, 20-year journey of just trying to figure out who you are and what you are, you know, you, you, you come to a grips. And what I found out is writing is what I do and who I am. Yeah. But being part of the community is what wakes me up every day. So not, you know, you just talked about you were an athlete and you were wanting to do journalism or one or the other, but you don't really write about sports. Man. Amazing how life works, right? I promise you, the only thing I ever wanted to do was write about sports. Mm. Here I am in, I like, in a very important, distinguished position as an opinion writer. I, if I wasn't writing opinion, I wanted to write opinion about the Chiefs. So when St. Louis yeah. had a team, I was born and raised in St. Louis, the Rams. That was my goal, to write about sports. But my first writing job that I was fired from, they put me in hard news education. I had to cover school boards for crying out loud, right? Talk about the grunt work and the grind. Yeah. So as I go through that, you know, I was in St. Louis. I moved to KC in 2007. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> I've heard it was a good, I heard it was a great city. I've been here 48 years. I'm starting to open up my eyes. Uh, no, but uh, I moved up here in 07 and I was working at the Independence Examiner newspaper and they hired me to do hard news. Uh, believe it or not, they had a lot of drive-bys. A lot of shootings, but, you know, school board meetings, city council mm -hmm. meetings, just boring, tedious stuff. And uh, the last two years of the four years I was there, I was promoted to assistant sports editor, right? So now I get to write about sports. Right? Sure. High school, you know, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, Van Horn, all those schools. But also for two years I got to cover the Kansas City Chiefs, man. When I tell you I could have retired right then, I could have retired yeah. right then, right? What year What year was that? Uh, this was uh, the Todd Haley year, so this was pretty bad. So, oh, oh like. Late, two, late 10 tens. and 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2010 yeah. to 2011. So I covered that for two years. And then I, my Oof. position was uh, 
laid, my position was cut. I was laid yeah. off, right? So, and maybe just to dive in on that, like when I went to college, I wanted to do journalism. Uh-huh. And I vividly remember my freshman year of college was the year YouTube came out. I wanted to do more of the camera work like this, you know? And my teacher was like, hey, like videos on the internet now. We don't know what this is going to do to yeah. the careers. And, yeah. and as social media has gained more of a presence, like everyone has an opinion, right? Yeah, everyone. And so what has that been like for you to be in this field and to excel in this field as it has changed so rapidly over the last 10, 15, 20 years? Well, I embraced it. Uh, when I got here in 07 to the Independence Examiner, one of the first things that we did was started incorporating video into our news stories. So I'm adapt to parish, man. Adapt to die. Yeah. You know, and I had a lot of people that had been in the game, a lot of older people who had been in the game, they were slow to adapt. You know, you know, you got to adapt or it's over. Sure. So I just started grabbing the ca- And I've never met a camera I did not like. <laughs> I want you to know that. <laughs> so I grabbed the camera and I just started doing it, just doing the work of the newspaper, man, sure. you know. The, the multimedia newspaper, man, I should say. So, yeah. so you know, a lot of this also is we're trying to sort of give people a peek inside of your life yeah. so that they can connect to you and maybe yeah. even see how you do it to inspire them to do something. Mm-hmm. What is a day in the life? A day in the life in Toriano Porter. Do you want, you want the PG version or the X-rated version? Ooh, ah. Well, we know that I want the X-rated <laughs> version, but I think the show we're going to stick to PG. PG okay, let's stick PG to PG fourteen. Let's stick to yeah. PG, and I'll keep my hands down because I don't want to make any more nards. So, a typical day for me, man. We get up, uh, you know, have my little coffee, have my little breakfast, and then you know, have a meeting with the editorial board. We sit down and we talk every day. What are we writing about? Who head can we bust? Who can we hold accountable? Right. And, uh, but these are open. These, I mean, these are like meetings that don't really have structure. It's just you all going around the room, just sort of like talking pit, about what you've heard, rumors, and whatever, pi- and pitching and pitching ideas for columns or editorials. And it's daily. It's every day. So once we, you know, we get told yes or no, either it's like that's a great idea, let's pursue it, or not come up with something better. So once you get that, then you start doing your reporting, making your calls, you know, sure. and that's that's going to take you to about two thirty. You know, we got de- deadlines at 2.30 now, right? Yeah. Because we have an early print deadline. PM. PM. Okay. 2.30 PM. We have yep. an early print deadline. So sure. if you want your stuff in the paper, you got to get it turned in at 2.30. The same day. The same day. So you're, you're not really dealing with, but, but are some of those meetings saying, hey, here's your big project that you're yeah. working on, and we yeah. know this isn't yeah. a get yeah. done by 2.30 Absolutely. today. This is a get done by 2.30 three weeks from now. Absolutely. Shameless plug. I, I put one out yesterday about a Florida man who was caught with 17 pounds of marijuana on a Kansas highway. The question of the stop, was it legal or not, was what I kind of pursued. That took me um, 10 days to put together. Sure. You know we're, I mean? And we're filming this episode, right? This is August 20th, 21. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. good, good, good. So August 20, 21, August 20th, 21 paper on kcstar.com or whatever. But, yeah. you know, so it just depends. But a lot of our stuff is quick turnaround. Some of it's enterprise. But, you know, I get, I get yep. measured. We get measured on results. So what I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing outside of the star as well, yes, right? You're uh, you're writing editorials, opinion pieces, yeah. but you've written some books. Right? Yeah, I'm, tell us about what you've put out on paper yeah, in the press. Yeah. yeah, I'm a three-time author, man. So again, I had these dreams. Uh, wanted to play in the NFL. <laughs> Fortunately, unfortunately, I wasn't very good <laughs> at football, and so I was like, okay, if I don't make it to the league, I can go to Hollywood, right? Sure. If I don't go to Hollywood, I can always be a newspaper man. And so I didn't make it to the league. I didn't make it to Hollywood. So when you get laid off from a job, yeah, you kind of do inventory. 
So I told myself, you know, when I was fired from that first job in 07, I'm going to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So I started working on my first book, which, yeah. came, which came out in 2008. It's called The Pride of Park Avenue. Okay. Um, man, I was born and, born and raised in South St. Louis um, in the 1990s, um, one of the toughest neighborhoods in the city. Sure. Drugs, gangs, crime, all of that. And I'm not making this up. My mom and dad were high school dropouts. My older brother, he's two years older than me. He went to the penitentiary. My best friend was shot and killed. Mm. So I'm coming from this environment, right? Yeah. And so everything that I was doing was trying to escape that environment. Yeah. Football, writing, all of that. So my first book is called The Pride of Park Avenue. It's a collection of personal essays, short stories, and poems about life growing up in the 90s in a tough environment and overcoming that. Yep. And, and here I am. My second book is a novel. I call it a cute little love story between a girl and a boy and their first little crush or their first little kiss, whatever you want to call it. The name of the book is called James Cool. When I was in St. Louis, when I was nine years old, my mom moved from Park Avenue in South St. Louis to a street called James Cool Papa Bell in North (laughs) St. Louis, right? Okay, so at the time, I'm nine. I'm thinking, that is the silliest name ever for a street. Did not know he was a Negro Leagues baseball player. Oh, wow. Did not know he was a Negro Leagues great. Didn't I know he was in a major league Hall of Fame? Huh. James Cool Papa Bell has a bus at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum here in KC. So my second book is a novel. It's about a girl and a boy. So in real life, in real life, I did not get the girl. I did not get the girl. <laughs> in this novel, I get the girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sure. that's my second book. And then last year, November of 2020, I put out my first digital-only project. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, COVID happened. We're all at home. And I wanted to have something to show for myself. Because, yeah. you know, I'm going to do the work for the star or whatever. I'm going to do that. But I wanted to have something for myself. So I put together a short ebook. book uh, It's called The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven. It's five personal essays about the five people closest to me that I lost within an 18-month span. Oh, wow. Between um, February of 2008 and September of 2009. My, my two best friends died. My, my best friend, Worry, was shot and killed in St. Louis. My best friend, Ricky, uh, took his own life in Springfield. My firstborn son, Toriano II, was shot and killed at the age of 16. Mm. His brother was, his half-brother was shot and killed at the age of 19. And my stepmom died of breast cancer. This happened within an 18-month span. So I wrote a book about their life, how they're all interconnected, and how they inspired me to keep going. And so that, that went number one on Amazon, hot new release. So, you know, shameless plug, but yeah. it is. So. Toriano, I have to ask, like, it would be really easy. You know, like you're the most upbeat person that I've met in a, a little bit of time for sure, right? Man, life is good, like, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm out here. I'm breathing. And you're not even drinking coffee. <laughs> hey, you know that's my jam, right? <laughs> you know that's my jam. I'm sitting over here. I'm like three cups in, and I'm like, man, it's I need it's this coming. energy. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. As soon as I leave this, I'm going out there and yeah. get coffee or, or some of that spike coffee you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, you know, as you're going out and speaking or sharing the stories that you've written about, you know, sharing your opinions, like I, I feel just this sense of hope and encouragement that, yes. that you give to folks. Yes. And so like, how have you been able to find that? And I'd, I'd be curious to hear maybe even a story or two of how that has affected the audience or stories yeah. that you've heard in response to yeah. this content that you've put out. Right. I've always been an optimistic person, right? I've always thought, um, uh, I guess, looked at the bright side of things mm-hmm. because life is life. This, these things happen. We're all going to suffer loss. We're going to suffer grief. We're all going to suffer adversity and setbacks. How do you manage that? And how do you, um, you know, use that as f- fuel and fire to, to, to go above and beyond? See, I want to help someone um, who has hit rock bottom emotionally, 
spiritually. Like, I want to be an example of, because, man, when you bury your namesake, your firstborn son, I mean, that takes a lot. Two days after I buried my son, I was in front of 50 kids mm. talking to them about the importance of education. Because at the end of the day, I was an undergrad for seven and a half years. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so I'm, sports. No, sports, sports, man. man. Sports and partying. But, um, so for me, man, it's, uh, you know, I could have went the other way when my son died and laid down and internalized everything and been a shell of myself. But I decided to use that as an opportunity to um, be a better person yeah. and be a better, um, what you would say, member of the community. Yeah. So, you know, sort of, again, from focusing back to, like, bringing people that are listening that maybe want to get into being writers, uh-huh. you know, want to be reporters, whatever, you know, <sighs> sort of little faction that you want to sort of this describe is- as an offshoot. What is really the advice that you give to people out there that have a passion for writing that say, man, in this age right now, how do you even get into it? And what what's a good route and what's a bad route? And where would, you know, you just give your advice to, to somebody that, you know, you got to have people that follow in your footsteps. You better have thick skin. Want to see my inbox? Do you want to see my inbox? Uh, my I, I imagine it looks like a politician's. My Lord, it, it is some of the worst things that another human can say to another human. But like I tell people all the time, I'm built for this, man. I'm built for this. So I would give any person that wants to get into the game, the journalism game, the writing game, and the advice I would give them is stay true to who you are. Stay true to your beliefs and what you believe in. Never compromise. Remain ethical. But have thick skin because you're gonna get it, and I'm an opinion writer. Not, not only that, uh, uh, you know, some of the opinions that I write are like holding people accountable, mm-hmm. institutions, systems, public officials, and uh, let's push back with that. Yep. So, you know, just have thick skin and just trust yourself. Hmm. But you got to do the work too. You you have to read too. You have to read. I read. I try to read everything from L.A. to D.C. What what is the craziest stories research that you've ever done? That's like a story that you're like that you would tell about it, and the listeners would be like, "There's no way that's real." Man, I, oh, wow! I've, I don't know, man. I've done so many, or maybe even just a recent one that <sighs> that, top of mind. that people are just like, "What?" I, man, that's tough. I don't know. I can't. I can't recall offhand probably one of the craziest, but I, I could tell you one of the most memorable ones. Yeah. Okay. So um, back in 1992, I'm dating myself a little bit, but, you know, whatever. Back in 1992, I was a freshman at Central Missouri State University, full scholarship, right? I wanted to go to Mizzou. You know, D1, journalism, they didn't recruit me. I go to Central. I felt let down, right? Sure. So I didn't value the scholarship. Pissed that thing off in less than a year. I pissed it off. I knew I was not going to be on the team my sophomore year. And uh, I knew I, I didn't have a scholarship coming back, but I took out student loans. But when I went back to school, all my buddies were playing football. Mm. They were all on the field. And so that kind of hurt me. And so I stopped going to class. I literally stopped going to class. And I flunked out. They sent me home for a year. I go home. I'm in home. I'm in St. Louis in the summer of 1994. I'm 20, 21 years old. I'm hot boyed up, too. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but I was a hot boy, right? I, you know, I carry guns, have my little pistols, smoke my little chronic, which is marijuana, drinking, all that, just self-destruction, right? And me and my best friend, we were hanging in the streets doing dumb things. And uh, So about a year into this, my best friend says to me, hey, man, you need to go back to Warnsburg. You need to get the hell out of these streets and go be something. Do something with your life, right? So summer 95, I go back to Warnsburg. I go, you know, I start everything over. Sure. You know, I go through the process, I leave, I go out into the real world. In 2000, and um, I want to say 14, Barack Obama came to Warrensburg. 
and I was working at the Lee Summit Journal newspaper, and I got a chance to go down there and cover Barack Obama in mm. Warrensburg, a school that I was kicked out of, a school that I spent seven and a half years in. Wow. That, for me, is one of the most memorable things I remember about being a journalist. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, we could, and we need to talk for like a couple more hours Man. at some point. That's not right this it. minute. Let's do it. But before we wrap up, other than work, yes. what is the coolest thing that you have ever done? Damn. That's a great question. Man. <laughs> wow. This is, I hadn't thought about it, man. I've done so many cool things uh, other than work. Hmm. 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 I will tell you this. I'm going to be real simple, right? I'm going to be real simple. Uh, one of the coolest things I've done in recent times, two years ago, the year before COVID, I was in Chicago. Just me and my bicycle, my mountain bike, and the Amtrak. I, I, I rode my car downtown KC, got out of my car, rode my bike to Union Station, got on the train. Seven and a half uh, uh, hours later, I was in Chicago on my bike, rode it from Union Station in Chicago to the hotel, and I rode Lake Michigan. There's a trail on Lake Michigan. Oh, wow. That was super dope. I don't know why. That was just super cool to me. Yeah. It's just me and nature, you know what I mean? Well, we need to go on a bike ride then. Let's, Let's do go. it. Toriano, thank you so much for spending time with us. On behalf of Let It Fly Media, Jay Rieger & Co., Swell Spark, and, of course, Emprise Bank, we really appreciate you making time to share some stories with us and uh, look forward to your opinions in The Star and look forward to seeing your continued success here speaking and writing in Kansas City. Outstanding, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.